Hello, this is Dewinda Bansal and welcome to We Found Love in the 80s. The fourth couple featured in this podcast are Yitka and Mark who now live in Bristol. This is a story of unexpected love and a chance meeting in Prague during the Cold War in the 1980s. They were both students visiting Prague independently. Mark was from the UK and Yitka from Czechoslovakia, which is now Czech Republic. The way they met is honestly just like the opening of a rom-com movie because Yitka was there sitting on a bench in Old Town Square in Prague, looking at a map and a stranger approached her and said, can you speak any English? And of course, she could a little bit and so that was Mark and uh, their first date lasted for three days and the rest is history and interestingly neither one of them went there looking for love. They both talk about the challenges of a long distance relationship while also dodging the dangers of the Cold War, posting letters to each other from different countries and changing names and locations and address books and also keeping their relationship a secret from a lot of people, including some of their family, until they could find a way to be together legally. Yitka and Mark found love in Prague in 1982. The audio for these interviews is taken from a film that we've made, so it's a slightly different format of a regular podcast. You'll hear me in the background asking questions, but mostly we just allowed the couples to talk quite freely. So here they are, Yitka and Mark. It was unexpected. Ah, yes. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, none of us, we, we met in Prague in 1982. And none of us lived there. I was living in a different town, Brno, and Mark was living in Britain. So it was literally like you can say fate or chance or accident. Or uh, So um, first of all, I came to Prague for a reason, because at that time I was... Uh, I didn't have a boyfriend, I was kind of fed up, didn't want to have anything to do with men at that time. I just felt I go to Prague on my own and have a nice time. <laughs> so that's what I did and uh, went to the main square, had a map in my hand because I wanted to go somewhere nice, you know, and the uh, minute I sat down, somebody came to me and asked me, <laughs> what did you ask? Do you speak English? Yes, yeah. and I said a little. <laughs> and that was the beginning. And uh, I mean, that actually is quite remarkable in itself because at that time, very, very, very few people spoke English in Czech Czechoslovakia mm. as it was then. Yeah. So because <laughs> English wasn't encouraged because no. it was part of the Soviet. Yeah, it was so, mostly Russian. So yeah. Rus mm. Russian was the second language, yeah. and uh, after that it was German because yeah. there's links with Germany as well, the immediate next door. So almost nobody spoke English. Yeah. So that was pretty remarkable. That was so lucky I, too. I could have sat down to, you know, 99 <laughs> other girls, stroke women, and they'd have said, uh, nah. <laughs> nah. No. But the reason why I spoke a bit of English, because I, well, luckily my parents put me in a special school, which was a language school. So from age of six, I had Russian. So I could speak Russian too. If I met a Russian man, I could say da. <laughs> and um, also I had English. So since I was about 11. So I had some, you know, knowledge of English enough to answer this question. So, and uh, Mark, we, we were both students at the time. I was studying medicine and Mark was a student of architecture. And it wasn't very common to find people from England in Prague. So you say was that it? again. Yeah? Yeah. So why did you come? <laughs> um, 
Well, I, I came because if you, as an architect, if you read about the capitals of Europe, Prague is one of the, the jewels, um, which everybody knows now, but then mm. it wasn't known. And to get there was quite difficult. You had to have a visa mm. and you couldn't get a visa if you were in this country, I don't believe at the yeah. time. You had to go to Austria and get the visa from the Czech you? embassy. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. In, in Vienna, you <laughs> yeah. know. Blah blah, and then you, when you went over the border, you had to change so much money, and you had to spend the money. You couldn't bring mm. it back. <laughs> you had to stay in a certain hotel. You couldn't go there. You, blah blah blah. It was, you know, it was a performance to go there. Okay. But didn't know that, yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> mm. I did all that and went. And and the other the other thing I don't know how relevant it is is it was completely different to how Prague is now. In yeah. that, yeah, it was completely the whole city virtually was under scaffolding and if you it's as you true. it is true <laughs> no it is not and all you, not all a lot not a lot right yeah, I and mean, you, you used to lot. walk around on these like yeah, yeah. get timber um <laughs> I was used walk, to it. timber walkway you, you, no because they've been maybe used to they've it, been yeah. there for a decade they've yeah, been there yeah, forever right. you know <laughs> and, and so you walked on these sort of timber gangways around yeah i mean the you know ironically later as we all know the, the, the wall fell in 89, where the, the Czech Soviet uh, the socialist government finished all the works like six months before the wall fell. So Prague was pristine. They'd spent yeah, yeah, billions yeah. on it over they the did, last yeah. 20 yeah. years. And, and then the first thing that happened was it, the, you know, it was open to the West. Um, and the other thing was that um, it, at night or in the evening, <laughs> There was virtually nobody there. Yeah, it was empty. I mean, there were no, yeah. there were virtually, the, 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 mm. the restaurants used to close early. Yeah. The pubs used to close early. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened, we, trouble, yeah. we had a long chat on first, yeah. just to kind of establish who we are, what we're doing. I understood probably every third word, you know, because <laughs> my English was kind of school English. But we managed to communicate. And then I said to Mark, okay, do you want to, do you want me to show you Prague a bit? Yeah. And it was already kind of a deep blue evening, about six, seven o'clock. So I took him to the Prague castle yeah. and we went over Charles's Bridge, which is the most famous bridge in Prague, which now is chock-a-block packed with it's tourists. It's now completely Now you can't walk. Yeah. And we were alone on that bridge. Yeah. That was mass magic, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I also took him up to the Prague castle, again, alone in you a whole... You could go right into the whole castle, yeah. and it was like, I don't know what time it was, eight o'clock well, or something? Well, it was kind of getting dark, and yeah. there was a bar, which the, yeah. the courtyard was closed with a bar, and I, I, I put my head through it, and I went through it, and Mark was looking at me, you know, <laughs> where are you going, you know? And he squeezed through the bars as well, so mm. we came into the courtyard, just us. Yeah. It was quite funny. It was like sort of those magic moments make the beginning, so you feel there is a magic going on. And then we, I took him to the restaurant, which was one of the restaurants up on a Prague castle. And when we were waiting for the food, the cook came and said, or the waitress came and she said, we are very sorry, but cook fell ill <laughs> and we, we can't give you any food. So you kind of those moments, you can make your, make your evening because it <laughs> feels already quite unusual. So we, we walked down and um, we, we talked a lot and kind of, it was very romantic, very beautiful, you know, Prague, a little bit below. Just the two of us. Just the two of us, <laughs> almost felt like two of us. Of course, there were probably some people around, not, but not, not many. No. Yeah, 
And um, so it was a very romantic evening and none of us really thought about what we will do. So when the evening was past midnight, we thought, so shall we meet again? You know, so we mm. decided, okay, let's meet again. Uh, in a next day, next yeah. day, and we can carry on showing. You know, and you walking. were you were picked up by. Well, I was staying with a friend, family friend, and I was supposed to turn up about nine o'clock. Of course, <laughs> I forgot because I was so in, involved, you know, with Mark and all that. So I phoned that lady at half past midnight, and she was already asleep, yeah. worried, of course, where <laughs> I was. And by that time, no buses or metro or underground, nothing was working anymore. So she had to come from a distance. She had to get up. She had to get up, you know, <laughs> sit in the car and pick me up. And her first sentence was, "Where? what, what did you do? And I said, oh, I met this lovely Englishman. <laughs> and she said, oh. Oh, Ivka's going to marry to England. And I said, no chance. <laughs> anyway, so it was like a joke. And then, of and she course... Had, she had a... Uh, maybe this this may not mean much to you young people, but uh, <laughs> she had, a, a, amazingly, because this knows how, she had an Austin princess. Yeah. <laughs> which which is one of the um, did, worst yeah. cars ever made by BMC, <laughs> which had a, literally... Had a square steering wheel. I mean, oh, can you it believe didn't. it? It did. It's famous having a <laughs> square steering wheel. Yeah. You have a square wheel. So I mean, God, <laughs> must be the only one in the country because okay, almost all the cars did, over there yeah. at that time are yeah. all Skodas. Yeah, they were all Eastern yeah. Bloc. Anyway, but, that's, yeah, that's this is the joke. Well, maybe, so anyway. maybe that doesn't mean anything, but it was, yeah. uh, what, what is this car? You know? Yeah, I know. Anyway, it. her husband was an opera singer yeah, in a nationalist yeah. theatre and maybe there was the reason he they had a better car than average. Mm. So. So that was the first day, and it, I remember when I was falling asleep, thinking, "Oh, he's not going to come next day. You know, he's mm. got other things to do. This was a lovely evening, you know." And I honestly didn't think. Did you think that I would turn up, or I wasn't quite sure, you know, um, because I thought you would actually. Yeah. Would you? Okay, yeah. I wasn't quite yeah. sure, but he did turn up, mm. and we had another day yeah. of walking, you know, talking. It was more fun, you know, and. Uh, Enjoying ourselves really, and did we? Was it another more one more day? I think it was three, three days. days. Three yeah. days. We yeah. had three days as our first meeting. first kind of yeah. meeting, and then uh, the moment came when. Uh, well, you when had to... I, I had, well, we both had to go. I think at the yeah. same time, wasn't it? Yeah. You you had to go back to. I had to go with my yeah. sister to the mountains, so I I, had, I was and committed I had to, to meet to my sister. England, yeah. yeah. So we we went to the main, yeah. You had to go first, yeah. so to speak. Um, so um, we went to the main train station, um, and we were, you know, so that, okay. No, we were both weeping, by the way, because <laughs> we were really sad. Because I didn't know what could, what could we do in those times. I was worried that. If we stay in touch, or we, I just didn't know what to do. We we didn't know how to resolve it, did we? Really? Yeah, well, that, yeah. So you had to get on the train, and the, we knew that what time the train was going. So you know, it was like a coming to an end. So I said, "Shall I write then?" And Yitka said, "No, don't do that." And I thought, "Oh, I won't," and because I thought um, that. Uh, it was actually quite dangerous, this liaison uh, between her and me as a Westerner, mm -hmm. both for her um, and her studies and for her family. 
So I, I thought, oh, this must be too dangerous. So that's the end of it. So I said, okay, I'll, I won't, you know. And you tell the next yeah. bit then. But I misunderstood when Mark asked me, do you want to write? Which he meant write letters. And I misunderstood and I thought that he said, do you want to ride? You know, tickets to ride. I knew it from Beatles songs. And that's why I said so strongly, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to ride. <laughs> and so there was a misunderstanding on our part, language based. So, so, so what, what that, so that was it, you see. So, so she, went back to, she went back to Bruno. I went back to London, mm. which wasn't so easy then as it is now. It was, I went by train and across on the ferry and all of that. <laughs> so I had a lot of time to think about what happened, mm. you know. But we exchanged addresses. Mark, yeah. nevertheless, Mark gave me his parents' house address yeah. just in case. So uh, yeah. I'm not sure you had mine. I did. Because. because you? Oh, did you? you okay. Yes, I did. And I remember <laughs> at the time I, I had a, like an address book, as people did then, you know, no phones. And I wrote it. Um, I, ch I changed it as a fantastic sort of piece of chicanery <laughs> to like, Frankfurt rather than... Um, <laughs> Bruno. Rather than Bruno, I thought that would, that would throw people off the sense, you know. Yes, absolutely. So I've still got that. That's still upstairs somewhere. But it's in, oh, uh, yeah. she, she lived in Frankfurt, yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, we uh, on the train, I was weeping all the time because I thought this is, this is, it was so nice, that beginning of this lovely romance, you know. We had lots of fun because early on I knew that Mark had a lot of sense of humour. We laughed a lot and we... It was very jolly, very nice and light kind of three yeah, days. That's over now. Yeah. It's over now, yeah. And we, um, <laughs> so I wept, you know, and I remember the conductoress came to me and she said, oh, don't cry, he's going to come back. And I said, he'll never come. <laughs> I thought he'll never come, nevertheless. So, and then I was with my sister up in the mountains, you know, I told her a million times over and over how lovely it was. But th then I had to live with it and in, with the view that, that this, is, this is it. And I was in fourth year of medicine. I had a very difficult exams ahead of me. You know, it was beginning of the new school year. So I just had to study and to kind of accept that this is it. And But in those times, it wasn't easy for people from Eastern Bloc to travel at all. We had to have a money permit, a, a, a travel permit no, and a money, no, go, go on, a money allowance. Mm. And because there wasn't much of Western currency circulating in the Eastern Bloc, it was very, very limited. And they didn't like let students go because they were scared they would stay. They would not return. And of course, students who are, they cost money. So, especially medical yeah, students. Especially medical, you know, it's the most expensive <laughs> course. So, but luckily my, my, my father helped it a bit. We, we actually did get the permit, me and my sister, and the money allowance. And we were due to travel year on, on September, uh, to England and France. That was our route. And uh, so... By that time, I just thought to myself, well, I've got this address of Mark's parents. Maybe I can tell him if he remembers me, you know, maybe he will love to see me again or maybe not. And I didn't send it from Czech, Czechoslovakia. I sent it, I put it, give it to a friend who went to Hungary and she posted it from Hungary. Because you had to do those funny things in order to not get that letter stopped Stop. by secret police <laughs> or somebody. 
And th this was like a reality. You were used to live like that. So it, you didn't kind of question it much because let's make sure that it arrives. So my friend posted it from Budapest. And then I didn't know at all whether mm. Mark got it. Only thing I knew that I suggested to meet either at uh, Eiffel Tower on one week, because I knew Eiffel Tower, obviously, you know, us from Eastern Bloc, we knew about that. <laughs> and uh, then if not in Paris, we would, I suggested meeting in uh, on Trafalgar Square by the, mm -hmm. by the fountain. Nelson, Nelson by the, Scotland. Yeah. And then I just let, let it be, you know, the whole summer passed and then we were in Paris with my sister and... Uh, on that morning when we were supposed to meet Mark, it was a misty morning, Ma um, uh, September. And again, surprisingly, the only person standing under the <laughs> Eiffel Tower in 1983 was Mark. <laughs> and I could see his silhouette, you know, he was sort of standing there just like <laughs> that, you know. And we sort of jumped and jumped in, in the, uh, other's arms and the romance started again. Okay. <laughs> Didn't it? Which, which, yeah. which you, because sister had to put up with for <laughs> yes, <laughs> how long? I know two weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, she, yeah. My yeah. poor sister, she was sort of yeah, she was because you, your sister's what five years younger. Yeah, she was. She, so was, she was. She nine, was. She was nineteen. Yeah, and um, mm. uh, yeah, because. 24, 25. Something yeah. like it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had a really nice time in France, in mm. Paris, looking at all the places, I, which I didn't, I've been to Paris before, but I mm. didn't know it well, you know. And the first time for you. Yeah, it was first and, time um, in the West for me, in any Western country. Yeah, and it, yeah. I mean, they, they, they really controlled their citizens then, so to speak. So Yuko yeah. was staying at the but I didn't have to stay. It was my father who was scared. Yeah. Scared. Yeah. Something yeah. happened to us, so yeah. he, he fixed it. Yeah, father was a very clever bloke. He knew he, knew he was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he knew. He, so, he, yeah. And so, he, yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you had to. You were looked after by that woman, weren't you? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. There was. A... And so she. Um, uh, but we managed to escape yeah, all yeah, the yeah, controls. Yeah, yeah. to sneak out, yeah. Yeah. So... And then we came, um, we went to England, you know, first time across, on a ferry. Across on the ferry, It was yeah. beautiful to see the Dover, you know, the, mm. at night. It was all very romantic, to be honest. And first time in London, and I must say that, I know I did like Paris, but when I saw London for first time, I, it was a laugh of a first mm. sight. Because London is so different to all other European cities. You know, Paris looks a bit like Prague and Budapest and Vienna. But London, it was like completely different you world. You hadn't been to Vienna at the time. How do you know? Uh, have I not been? <laughs> but I knew. But I knew anyway. But, you know, all Europe, I've been to Budapest. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I absolutely loved it. You know, the brick, the buses, mm. everything slightly sort of smaller scale, I felt. You know, no, then true, yeah. the houses are lower than in other cities, and kind of it lo all looks like a like a toys, you know, <laughs> the buses going around, and <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And first place we went to <laughs> from the Victoria Station, we went to a greasy spoon cafe yeah. somewhere near where was it? Victoria. Somewhere near Victoria Station, yeah. and I've never been to English greasy spoon cafe, you know, <laughs> with all those sort of. Signs and uh, fish and chips and uh, mushrooms and we had, a, we had a breakfast and it was absolutely amazing. I loved it, 
you know, you you barely see that anymore. It was, it was very, very early. Wasn't it was it? very early on because yeah. we, we came on this ferry, you know, the sort of yeah. stupid time. And it was such a. I just loved everything about London. So and then, then we yeah. went to the next place we went was the was the House of the Parliament. Uh huh. And to one side of the House of the Parliament, there's a garden right by the river. I don't know yeah. if you know that. It's like a triangle, and isn't a, it? Yeah. It, and at that at that time, and maybe still now, they had um, deck chairs there, which you could. Rent, although we didn't sort of realise they were rented, we just sort of sat in them, <laughs> and we and we fell asleep, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And um, and we were woken up by this guy wanting the money for the money for the <laughs> deck chair hire, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was a new world for me. So we yeah. had a very special time in uh, yeah. in London. You know, we went to galleries and places, and my sister was sort of always behind us, poor hair, but it was good fun. Yeah. And then mm. there was Mr. Schustrick, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a, another. Yep, there was another man. minder, another check no, minder. Another sort of secret police yeah, agent, yeah. probably. Well, he wasn't. He was another no. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> friend of my dad. It, it was because yeah, dad's <laughs> business colleague. He was yeah. something to do with, mm. I don't know exactly, a trade sort of connection. Mm. And uh, he was very friendly, and he spoke very yeah. good English. Yeah. And um, uh, but basically, uh, he tried to. He just sort of said to us. Okay, well, you must have had a really nice time so far together, but um, must be time for you, Mark, to sort of go away somewhere, isn't it? I mean, why don't you see her? Sort of, he tried Did to he get rid of Did he say that to you? Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tried <laughs> right. quite hard, and we just sort of said, forget it, pal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know and and he, he he didn't have any power to do anything. No, um, no. And again, because um, Dad had fixed up this place to stay, yeah, something yeah. to do with something or other. Yeah. You know, he, 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 so it was cheaper for us to have yeah. places we, we could get through somebody, you know, than just be in a bed and breakfast. Yeah. And I didn't know the system. And my father, who used to travel to the West, he knew, and he was just worried about me. I don't know what he was worried about, but well, he was, wasn't he? He, 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 was, he was right, He didn't he? know Mark, you know, and <laughs> he didn't know I would meet huh. him. So it was... Um, for him, it was quite hard to mm. to kind of let go, and uh, so anyway, we had this those two weeks together, and by the end, I felt well. We just cannot say goodbye and go away. Just do you want to write <laughs> or do you want to write? You know, whatever. Mm. So we, we we had a check. We had a talk at the in Bra on Brighton Beach. Yep. First time I went to in um, Atlantic Ocean or more in no, English no, no, Channel. Know, yeah. in, sorry, English Channel. <laughs> and uh, we had a chat and I remember we kind of talked and I think I did touch on the subject of what we can do, didn't I? Oh, you put it very directly, actually. I did, I did, because I said, well, you know, we are, we are modern people and we said, look, we can either <laughs> say goodbye or other option would be to get married. And I, um, I, I, we would have to do it properly and legally because I'm, I would never leave my country, so I couldn't see my parents. And I remember Mark was in, in complete <laughs> sort of alert because he was in the generation of people who marriage was something really. out of question, wasn't it? Out it of was order. actually, yeah. It was none yeah. of the friends of his would get married. It was a bourgeois yeah. habit, you know. So he kind of got into alert. And I said, look, I'm not saying we're doing it. I'm just saying. Those are the two options, you know, or be on letters for the rest of our life, of course. Mm. And uh, because I actually checked it and I discovered, luckily, that between Czechoslovakia and England, since before the war, there were some agreements signed which uh, agreed to people if they go through legal process, they can get married. 
and they can also keep both citizenships. So actually, I am I have a dual citizenship now, and uh, I'm really glad I do because I can vote in both countries and I feel I'm a citizen. So yeah. that was important to me. So that was a kind of how we left it. And then I was still a student. Were you a student or were you not? Um, I can't remember. You were just finishing. Just, just finishing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just finishing, yeah. So I returned home and I needed to finish my studies. So we, we were another year on letters. So in a mm. way, or in a way, first year Well, that was letters. the first year. It yeah. was the first year on yeah. letters, yes. Yeah. And... Um, that's where our kids don't believe us or they envy us because yeah. they say, you were so lucky you didn't have the Facebook or, yeah. or Skype or any other media. You just had to... Because the letters used to say... How, three did, weeks about. Or was it that much? Two or three weeks. Yeah, two or yeah, three weeks. So you, you'd write something, mm. you know, get, get there and come back. So it would be about a month before you yeah. got a response to what you said. Yeah. You know, whereas now, you know, it's seconds. Isn't it's it? all the you time. Know. And I felt... If, if maybe it contributed to the fact that we are together because it was slow yeah. and it kind of didn't put pressure on us as much, like everyday pressure. Mm. And uh, it also it was a tester that we can last that long yeah. without finding somebody else. We, we didn't have to. And somehow when, when I finally we got married, I felt that we already been through kind of a test, you know. We we didn't actually live together, but we we waited for each other. And I wonder sometimes yeah. that can be a indicator of something. Yeah. So so there was a year on letters, which wasn't as romantic as our meetings. You know, it was waiting, writing, waiting, mm. studying, and I didn't tell anybody at all because I was afraid that if I tell people, friends, somebody may go and pass it on. So mm. the only people who knew was my family and my sister and my one best friend. And uh, that was it. So it was kept completely secret mm. because I just didn't know what could happen, you know. Those times. Well, you, I know, actually, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you that I didn't yeah. tell anybody either. No. Because I thought, and I'm, I'm sure I'm right, that they would have talked me out of it. They'd have yeah. said, you can't be serious. You I mean, can't marry an Eastern blogger. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Because they're very reaction like that even when I moved to Britain, like looking people looking at me like a second-class citizen a bit because they knew nothing about that part of the world. And if you know nothing... I wasn't so much that. I think it I is. Don't, you don't, well, you just, maybe you just, there's parts of that, but also mm -hmm. that um, you don't know this woman. Much, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you mm -hmm. can't marry somebody who you've been physically in the presence of for two weeks. That's mm. mad. You know? <laughs> that yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You mm. shouldn't do that. Yeah, especially true. if it has a big effect on mm. her life, because it would, and it would, yeah. because she, at that time, you know, that a huge impact on. She wouldn't be able to go back so freely. Wouldn't you know? It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't a small thing to do. To do, and also it would have a, an effect on her parents who weren't, mm, mm. and the family. Who, you know, you're not supposed to let your off, off, offspring, you know, emigrate to the to the West. Mm. So, it, you know, it wasn't a thing to do lightly. It no. wasn't. It wasn't. A, but I think if you're young, you, you couldn't, do, you you couldn't try it out worry and about start again. it. You know, you. No. I I didn't worry so much about it because I thought, you know, you're just in love. And at that time, maybe I'm less 
responsible, but mm. you just sort of follow something. And as long as you can follow it, you you follow it and mm. see what happens. So we actually didn't didn't apply for this permit to marry or anything till we met another holidays for another holidays next yeah. summer. So it was now 84. And we decided that we can go traveling together for six weeks. So we, we yeah. kind of learn about each other a bit more, have more exposure to who we are. And then after that, we will decide what to do. So yeah. our travels were also limited where yeah. we could go because yeah. I couldn't, couldn't go get to, out. I couldn't yeah. get out of the Eastern <laughs> Bloc. So had to be all. So we went, we went to what was then Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia then, so we, now, we, Croatia we, now, yeah. Yeah, so we met in Split, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I went there. How did I get there? I flew, yeah. I flew to, um, doesn't matter, I Ljubljana, and I went to Split by train. And you went by train all the way, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, so we met, which was quite amazing. We, we met. found this, no mobile, phone, no mobile phones, <laughs> you know, it's more difficult than people, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> no up. Yeah, no <laughs> up. Yeah. I so, know, how did we do it? So I don't we, know. We, we, we knew when this train was going to be in Split, yeah. um, which is a big station actually, if hmm. I remember rightly. And I found that Yik was on the train and I was coming on another train and I had to get off and catch this one she was on. So and I found it and we found, I found you in the carriage, didn't I? I think yeah, you were leaning yeah, out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we had a really nice time with beautiful weather. Um, yeah, we we, hiking, we went mostly. to all the yeah, yeah. We, had, we had tents. Yeah, it's lovely coast. Yeah, Croatian yeah. coast. Yeah, I went to yeah. the islands yeah. and things. Went to um, mm. what's I was famous place. Um, uh, Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely holidays. And yeah. then we went on to uh, <laughs> Hungary because yeah. that was another country I could travel freely. And uh, then there was a big tester because there was we, a huge tester, we yeah. had a, something like a food poisoning, you know. Well, hang on, big, let's tell the story. Yeah. Let's okay, tell the story because we it was it was sort of our fault, really. <laughs> was it? We, it was this whole this other thing like um, you you can't take the money out of the country, and you have to change it when you go in the country. So you go in and you're suddenly really rich and you can't take the money out. So you think, oh, well, what am I going to spend it on? So we thought, aha, we'll go to the best restaurant in um, Budapest. But you were already feeling odd, weren't you? So I can't remember now. But you we, we, were maybe, already feeling a bit off-colour, yeah, kind we, of? Yeah so, yeah. yeah, so I wasn't feeling... Maybe I can't remember that. I'm not sure about that. I'm yes, not sure I'm about sure that. we Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe just you're a right. bit. <laughs> so we went to this really posh uh, restaurant. I mean, palatial restaurant. And there was, I remember that we had, there was a violinist to start Yeah, there it. was a violinist playing Sa gypsy Serenaders, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we gave him some money and all of that, you know, got a rose or something. Anyway, they, they, they served us food. Very, very nice. I mean, it's quite, I mean, it's the tough food I sort of like really. And they said it was a goulash or something, wasn't it? Yes, was but it? you were already feeling. Yeah, yeah. anyway, I, I ate this yeah. food and suddenly I felt ill as I've never felt in my life and I literally had to run to the toilet which was Down, downstairs, downstairs in the yeah. basement and I was violently sick and yeah. really weak I was yeah. in very bad shape 
Yeah, so I was there sitting, eating, and Mark wasn't coming back, you know. <laughs> so I, uh, I kind of ate half of my food, and then it was too long. So I went downstairs, and there was Mark. The whole male toilet was covered in vomit. <laughs> Mark was lying there half conscious because yeah. he was very ill. Oh, in a Ill. really bad state. So yeah. um, I kind of mopped it up with the toilet paper, you know, being <laughs> sick myself. It was just absolutely terrible. Yeah, it was the and worst I, you can imagine. Yes, and ghastly. then because I made such a mess, I put a lot of coins in the bowl, <laughs> you know, for the toilet lady, whatever, just thinking, sorry about this mess. And took Mark upstairs and I couldn't eat my food because I was also feeling terrible. And then the bill came, you know, and we were supposed to pay for this really luxurious food each none yeah. of us ate. <laughs> and the bill was too high. <laughs> so we got all our money out. No, no checkbook, no checkbooks or mobile phones to pay with. And it wasn't enough. And the waiter was sort of standing above us, you know. And he knew, he knew. You could, see I was, you could see I was ill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was white yeah. you know yeah you were uh, really white yeah. anyway so i and had to course, go down to the toilet and, and pick all Hungarian. the money from the bowl again and <laughs> bring it back <laughs> to the right, waiter yeah. <laughs> and he sort of looked at us and he said just go out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Mark, he couldn't walk you know so i sort of dragged him out and i remember you were lying on our rucksack you know in, a in street, the station and he just yeah. could not move he was like yeah. paralyzed yeah. like a food poisoning. It was really bad, yeah. So, but we did manage to get to the station. We did manage to get well, to my... Well, you yeah. basically dragged me well, onto the train. <laughs> yes, I yeah. did, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was... So it was a big test how we can cope in kind of a tricky situation, yeah. honestly, and not kind of humiliating in a way, you know, yeah. you know, who wants to see that? So... <laughs> So we got to our parents and then we, train, in yeah. Brno by train, finally, Mark got better. It was just one of those well, so the, quick... What about the conductor? What did the conductor say oh, on I the can't way? Remember he said that. something like, oh, you found yourself a nice Westerner or something, didn't you? <laughs> did he? Yeah, did he say that? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, maybe he did, yeah. <laughs> so we got home and then we spent another two weeks in, in Czechoslovakia. Traveling up in the mountains and then yeah. in a, a nice, we, we lovely... Managed, we managed to borrow a really nice um, yeah. car, a, a Fiat 500, the original the ones, one, yeah. again, which is unusual. And it was your friend's pride and joy, this car, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were traveling around the place. And then one one night, <laughs> we were um, we were driving down the road. We realized we'd gone the wrong way. And I think you were driving, if I may say. Yes, I think I was. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> so we said, oh, well, we've got to turn around. So it got reversed. It was and dark, we, pitch it was black. Pitch black. Absolutely. No, not yeah. a street light in sight. It was in and a the, forest, yeah. And the car was didn't have brilliant lights. You know, it's an old one. And reversed. And suddenly the back of the car went like that. And it got stopped. And yeah. I, I got out and went looked at the back and the whole of the back of the car was over an open ditch, ditch yeah. and it was like that scene in um, uh, the Michael Caine film and the, the car was sort of like that. Yeah, it was like that. So I said, don't move. Don't you know, so, anyway, so Mark went back no. in the car yeah. and I went outside on the yeah, road yeah, and yeah, thinking yeah. I need to stop somebody to, to kind of help us and it was about midnight. It was, it late, was really at night, late. Yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. And then by chance there was a car coming and it was a soldier in a jeep yeah. And I said, I said, look, we had a bit of an accident. I need need help. And they came to us. They four of them. They picked the Fiat really, 500 and put it back on. It the was road. really funny because these 
These guys, he said, they, 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 they were sort of unfazed. They went, yeah. they sort of went, oh, oh God. Yeah. And, they, just, and they, they didn't even think about it. They, they lifted this whole lifted, car yeah. out and put it back on the road. Yeah. So it was good fun, yeah. Yeah. So we had lots of fun, and nevertheless, we 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 had a really nice time in in Czechoslovakia. And then the moment came when we returned to my parents' home, and there was the question of, so what are we going to do? Are we going to split or are we going to get married? Because that was already, you know, that was the moment. And so Mark went to my dad and nicely asked for my hand <laughs> and my dad said no <laughs> so mark came back and he said he said no <laughs> what are we gonna do and yeah. uh, so we kind of we went to sleep you know of course my mum worked on my dad for a well, whole you night <laughs> Yitka's mother, very, very special person. Yeah, she's lovely. Yitka, she was lovely, yeah. Yitka's father had absolutely no chance. Because yeah. Yitka's mum, she was always very... Um, she Supportive, thought She yeah. thought it was a good idea. Yeah, because she supported... Which was very brave Yeah, of because she supported yeah. me. She felt that I was yeah. in love and I mean it, so she supported me. You know, yeah. It wasn't any favorism or anything. She just wanted me to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So did my father, but of course he had to put up a bit of a... Fight, he did. He was. He was. He was. He was worried. He was, he was worried. worried. Yeah, yeah, he was worried. What would yeah. happen if? Yeah. If, yeah. Mm. So, um, as as Yitka says, her, her mother worked on her father and talked him round. Yeah. Basically. So in the morning, my father came back and he said, "All right, then you've got my permission." So, <laughs> and that was uh, that was the beginning of quite a long process of getting all the mm. documents, going to the in, in Ministry of. Whatever yeah. in in yeah foreign affairs yeah. When when he said no, was, yeah. there, was there like a discussion around why he said no? No, not really. Um, he his my check at that time was non-existent. But he, he spoke. His, he, you spoke to in, in English. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but and his English wasn't that good. But also he was. He was really he was really 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 worried about mm, it. I yeah. mean and. He, um, you know, I think the fathers worry about daughters yeah. more and, than and so mothers. He, he, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing for discussion. No. It was like, just for, oh, it's a famous line. Yeah, yeah. famous line. Yeah. For, forget it. Forget it, yeah. Just forget yeah. it. He said that to you. He said he, it before, didn't he? He said it to me before because yeah. I, when I went to, for these holidays with Mark, Mark yeah. my, my, has, my father said to me, just forget that Englishman, you know. It's not, not going to be good. And he kind of, I think he was just afraid because later he became, they became real friends. He's a really great bloke. Yeah, He's really, really he was, time, he yeah. was a man of principle. He, yeah. he felt that it's not good for me to do it. He felt it would be uh, worrying because it's big unknown world. And I was coming from a very different background and political background. He was just worried about me. And of course, yeah. he didn't know Mark then so well. So I guess that's what it was. No, but so, he, he, yeah. he, so he basically just said no, <laughs> which was quite shocking. It I, was shocking. You don't really, I, to be, I mean, for me, I don't know what you all three feel, but I, I, I didn't expect to have to ask a father for her, his daughter's hand. I mean, that's not. That's, a, that's not something I sort of had in my game plan. You well, know. you didn't ever, never want you to get married, no, so that's right. of course. Yeah. And then suddenly I was being asked to do this, and then uh -oh. the guy says no. You think, well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So that was quite difficult to, to deal it with. It was. Yeah. 
He actually, you got it a slightly wrong year. Did I? Yeah, okay. he actually phoned up the next day. Did he phoned up? He phoned okay, up. Okay, well, I forgot yeah, that. Yeah, and you he know. said, oh. I, I think he, I think he must have spoken to me because I do, rem I okay, do remember okay. it. And he said, I'm very sorry about yesterday. He said, um, it was just that you, um, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. You mm. took me by surprise, and I, I just said the, said something on instinct, and now I've, I've, I've reconsidered and. Um, that's fine, and we're very happy about it. So you know, that's that's what he said. Yeah. Okay. I didn't um, didn't don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So after yeah. that, in a way, what it, yeah. Hmm? What was it like? Can you just tell me about what, what did it feel like when you saw each other in last on last occasion where you left, and then there was the no. waiting. Then. Mm. I'd I'd like to know what you what kind of things did you write about? Mm. Uh -huh. And what was it like when you met each other after yeah. all this writing? I think we were mostly writing about what we were, we're doing, doing yeah. because we were both students, you know, doing about missing each other in a way. Also, I used to go a lot to theatre, cinema, so I think I was probably writing about that, about what what I was doing, I guess. Yeah. And Mark, the same, he was writing about his studies. You had to move to Hull, didn't you? From, yeah, yeah. So yeah. about that, he had a new house, so he sent me pictures of his new flat or House, and yeah, this whatever, was a place yeah. which was supposed to be demolished so it's, he was living very cheaply in some of those squalid <laughs> houses up Same in Hull. Yeah. yeah so uh, generally about life and we then we planned probably the next step so and um, it, it's I actually it's hard to remember I have not read those letters and we honestly couldn't find don't them find we don't them, know yeah. where they are I've almost deliberately not read them again yeah I don't think you want to go back you, you don't think you want to go because you write them in the time, mm. and you reread them, and and it's, you know, so it's a nice memory, so to speak. And you mm. don't want to go back and think well, mm. that's pretty useless bit of prose. What's well, the about? Also, <laughs> I had to use dictionary, you know, yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. for me to write a long three-page or four-page letter, because I wanted to write a longer letter, I knew how long it would take, six weeks before I get an answer. <laughs> and there was this funny delay, you know, the reactions were already old. Yeah. And I, it yeah, took yeah. me two days to write it. You know, I had to first write it and I didn't have anybody to correct it because I thought Mark would, he knows who I am and he knows I'm well, not you, English. So. You were the best English speaker you knew anyway, weren't you? Well, I, well, I don't know. I think I would find somebody better sure speaking would, better, but... you know, somebody. But I didn't want anybody to know. So yeah. it was hard work to write those letters, to be honest. So, mm. But in some ways, because it was hard work, so, I, what do you put a lot of effort into? I think That's it's, good, it's yeah. got a value mm. for some reason. I don't know. I think it can be applied to other things as well, because people, like when people want to adopt a child, you know, if they worry that they will not love it, I think if you put effort in the child, the love comes through effort, mm. through a lot of hard work. The real thing, I mean, not just the kind of a this spark, you know, or mm. this sort of attraction or something. So I think whatever in life is difficult, has got an incredible value mm. and also it's hard to let go. It, make, it makes yeah. you really think about yeah. whether you want to do it or yeah. not, you know, because it's not easy. It's not easy. And, you know, there's sort of a price to pay yeah. if, if you change your mind. So yeah. you have to be really sure before you do it the first time. Mm. 
And at the yeah. same time, people were asking me because I was finishing medicine. I was 26, 25, 26. And people were saying, you don't have a boyfriend. Are you going yeah. to get married? You know, and those sort of questions you hear and everybody else. a hot else, chick, you see. I was yeah. an absolute hot chick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, no. And, and uh, you kind of have to pretend saying, oh, well, not yet. You know, I want to finish my finals, you know, and kind of and mm. meanwhile, I was obviously doing this and nobody knew. And actually, then after these holidays, I started my first job and I started as anatomist on a medical university. And I didn't tell anybody. I was actually going through the paperwork to marry Englishmen. And it took all the way till January or something, half a year to get all the papers. And then I went to my boss in anatomy and I said, I'm marrying Englishmen and I'm moving to England. And oh, <laughs> he couldn't believe it because I really didn't want people to know. I was afraid. No, I think you were right. I was afraid because there could right. be envy. There could be any kind of unpleasant emotion of somebody who would go and say, ah, look, she's trying to escape. Even if... Uh, you do it legally, you know, it's, people still can stop you if they want to. They can tell a lie. Mm. And so, in, those, in, in that system, which probably you have heard, there was a secret police in operation, which I've never come across, luckily. But actually, I was afraid because I had friends who went to visit the father in America and they were asked to collaborate. And that was my biggest fear I had in those years in that one year before we actually got married, that somebody will knock on my door and say, are you, are you such and such? You know, we've heard you would like to marry an Englishman. Can you do a little, little help in England? Maybe send us when you there some information about mm. people. And if not, you know, maybe you will not go. go. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be just like that. There could there are cases. Luckily, in in eighties, you, your your program is about eighties. It was also loose and a perestroika and all looser, the changes yeah. in in Russia were getting looser. So well, you say that, that, that it, is, it was it that was that is looser. true. But at that time, absolutely nobody thought that the war would ever come down. Mm. I mean, that was not even dreamt of yeah. until, in my in my view, and I was quite a close student of this. Mm. That until a couple of months before it happened. So all of mm. this is against, against the background of the mm. Iron Curtain, so-called, yeah. staying in place. Mm. You know? And we didn't know that the Berlin Wall will fall, that the Iron Curtain no, will fall. We, it happened four years after we got yeah, but married. it wasn't even thought of. It wasn't, but there was a sense in <laughs> yeah. the country because I lived there. No, it was there. looser. There was, it was a it was, sense it was, it was, of more it, freedom. Yeah, yeah. It so, was tighter, much tighter yeah. in the um, in 70s, late, late, in 60, 70s. late 60s and early 70s. 70s, 70s, yeah. 70s was worse. It was a normalization, yeah. as yeah. they call it. It was a real grip of Russia on the whole Eastern Bloc and no frills. And yeah. 80s were easier. Yeah. I mean, that's why I could go to Budapest, could go to Yugoslavia, because yeah. before I couldn't. So I could sense it. So we were very lucky there. And yeah. I must say, when I was already on a train after we got married and all that, on a train to England, till I crossed the border, I was sitting, thinking, mm. suddenly the door of the carriage will open and somebody will walk in and say, Mrs. Palmer, <laughs> come with us. <laughs> Honestly, you know, yeah. even if it wasn't logical because I had a passport which said I can move and I'm married, still it can make it, they can make it just difficult. I mean, the amount of you know, stuff they required. It was terrible. It took, yeah. I mean, I had to, I forget all the, 
I had, to, I had to sort of get my board. entire life documents <laughs> translated officially into Czech. Yeah. And what's the word? Well, the word is notarized. Notarized, yeah. Um, yeah. As being, uh, being pro a, a proper copy of all your legal yeah, documents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, they made it as difficult, difficult. as possible. They make it very difficult. Really, they, and, they want yeah. you to give up, basically. And then, yeah. when I came to collect it into Ministry of uh, in, in Foreign Affairs, there was this really unpleasant lady behind mm -hmm. the counter, and she would say, he just came back. Well, not back. just once, you went back, they had to go several times. Yeah, yeah I had to go several times, but there was this unpleasant woman. And whenever I came to collect a next document, she would say, it shouldn't be in I form, it should be in he form, or something yeah. like that. So he had to go back to England, yeah. be translated again. They just don't help you. They didn't give you instructions how to do it. They no. just tell it's you deliberate. that you've done it wrong. Yeah. Some form filling. But in the end, we managed because we here. But I remember no, my... Yeah. Go on, no, you're going to say I just want no, to say, say some... You're going to say Why are we talking about this Ministry of Foreign Affairs? Again, this woman had no chance because... Well, your mum... Yeah. Your no, mom, no, no. Yika's mother, right, is absolutely... one Number one, determined, clear-thinking... Kind. Clever, but overall kind and yeah. honest. And so she basically went to see this horrible woman and was nice to her. And, of course, this woman couldn't, couldn't bear it no, in the end. Because people she often gave, get she upset. She gave in. <laughs> yeah. And then we got married. My mum went over. It was all done. So we yeah. were actually married. Yeah. My mum went back to the, in, the office to this lady and she said, brought her cakes from the wedding and she said, we thank you very much for your, for your generous help. And the woman was just looking at her. She just couldn't believe it, you know. And my mum said, I did it. So she thinks about people like us, Next that they time. are human. Yeah. They are not just criminals who are trying to escape or whatever. Mm. And I think that was my mum. She, she did things in a good way. So she made people to not be angry, but actually maybe go back in, in, into their conscience and think, hmm. Yeah, and she said, time, so you time. are nice to, so you, so you help nicely to other couples like my daughter and my son-in-law. She said something like that. So in a way, maybe the woman thought one day about you it. Know, no. you, you don't know. know. Maybe she helped somebody know. else. You, you never know. know. You never know. Because yeah. it's easy to make somebody angry, isn't it? But it's not easy to make somebody happy and maybe reflect upon what are you doing? Mm. Which I'm not sure the woman did, but <laughs> maybe she felt maybe. slightly ashamed. Yeah. Either, either way, it's worth doing. I'd like yeah. to be there, yeah. And my mum was master in that. Yeah. So anyway, we had our wedding, didn't we? Yeah. And that wasn't easy because yeah. I, I was living in Brno and we wanted to get married in Prague on the same square where we met yeah. in a town hall. So I had to apply for uh, like a permission, which I got granted. I said my reasons. Then I'm marrying, marrying a foreigner and he will find it more harder to come to Brno, whatever. I don't know what I used as an argument. Mm. So we had it all fixed. And then we had a big decision to make whether to invite Mark's family and my family because we felt... And you asked me how I felt when Mark always disappeared and come back suddenly. And 
when we were talking about the wedding, I thought I can't imagine that for our wedding, when I haven't seen you for half a year, you will arrive with all the family, and yeah. we have to kind of look after the family and not look after yeah, ourselves. Which wouldn't be very easy to do. It'd it be wouldn't a full-time be full-time job. Yeah. I just wanted to see them. Mark, yeah. you know, finally, and feel that he's coming. Yeah. So we, from that point of view, so we can actually enjoy our wedding, which we had to fight so much for. Yeah. We will have a wedding, just two of us and two witnesses which yeah. was my sister and my friend. Yeah. And, uh, so there's no parents there yeah, at all. Which, which I think was very cruel to my parents, but I yeah. think they understood why I was doing it. And they yeah. were on and the my, phone with my, us. My yeah. parents were also upset that they yeah. weren't invited. Yeah. So, but it was a big decision, and I think it was the right decision. I think it was. Because yeah, it, it would was. have been completely different. Yeah, wedding. it would have been just a... Just uh, formality for parents. Yeah, just, and, yeah. yeah, just would have been something to organise. Yeah, organising, <laughs> yeah. yes. And we felt we need to see each other properly. So yeah. we... Because we, I, 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 don't, I, forget, I can only get there for the, like, the day before and stay for a... You know, mm, for the duration of the wedding plus yeah. the short honeymoon. Yeah. So yeah. in the mountains. But I think we had a special time. And just to uh, illustrate, the wedding was... You, you go and order music and the music list they given us, you know, it was a limited list. I said, I don't want any of it. I want composer I like, and we both want to have different composer. So he said, you have to go and talk to the organist, you know, who plays the organ. So I did go to talk to him and I explained that I'm from Brno. I want this Brno-based composer to have the music with our wedding. Yeah. And he started to prelude it straight away. He knew that piece I wanted because he was a professional, you know, he was a musician. And then he he played what I wanted, you know, which was a quite contemporary music of a really, com my well, favourite composer. Actually, this piece of music is um, Janáček, isn't it? Janáček, yeah. yeah. It's the most crashing organ mm. um, recital like piece heaven you can imagine. Heavenly. It's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a real sort of it's a real cas piece. cascade of yeah. noise. Yes, right? but it's wonderful. It, it, but it's wonderful. Yeah. It's not the normal type of music you'd expect no. in, a, in a wedding yeah. ceremony at all. So... <laughs> So, but it is, you know, it's acknowledged as being a masterpiece. Yeah, it's a really beautiful piece, It is piece, fantastic. Yeah. And, the, and the organ in the, as you can imagine, in this place, in, you know, the biggest um, hall in Prague was a ma major instrument. Mm. So, so he did do so it. So he, he, he uh, I think he was pleased to. It must be He great. was, because what he did after I went to pay him, yeah. he said to me, it was a pleasure to play at your wedding and I don't want any money. So there was a real something. It just sort of made me feel like I did the yeah. right thing. Because yeah. so, you know, that just but, you know, felt so, good. So, but the whole, there were, well, there weren't, well, there weren't many people there we knew, but there were, yeah. other, there were quite a lot of officials. And, mm. I and you could see that they were, they were smiling too. Yeah, and, there was, because yeah. we were really moved, you know, yeah. that we could, you, when, you, when, you, when you don't know that it's going to happen, when it actually happens, you can't mm. quite believe it. You no. do have tears in your eyes. We, were, we both felt... Like that, you know, mm. and uh, I think that is uh, something to remember, really. Yeah. So I think it was a wedding which even Mark enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was one of my targets, you know, to yeah. show him that wedding can be a celebration. It was, it was an epic place. So it had, it had, an, mm. um, it wasn't, re it wasn't a religious space, mm. which actually suits both Yekka and myself. Yeah. And it was like a 
civic civil space, mm. and it had this huge glass lion, lion, which is the Czech symbol. national symbol. Yeah. I, mean, I say huge, I, I don't it really was like know a how, big... but it may maybe like two meters by three meters, um, etched with this um, uh, uh, glass lion, which is the Czech symbol, which is on the passport and all that. With the with the light streaming through yeah, it at the it back nice, of the yeah. thing, it's fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was very memorable, I must yeah. say. So, yeah. I felt it should have been memorable because it was not easy. So it yeah. wasn't a man mundane, boring wedding. It yeah. was a really special wedding. So mm. we had, we also had a really nice place to stay. Yeah. in those few days, which if you ever go to Prague, I uh, recommend it. Yeah, it's a hotel. Hang which on, is, I'm going to pronounce yeah, it here. Pronounce it. Well, I'm not, but we'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's um, Street Strassel. Utrip Strassel. Utrip Strassel, it, which difficult. is at the Three Ostriches. Mm. And it's right on the end of Charles's Bridge, Karlov Most, um, which is fantastic location. It's the best place, yeah. yeah. And it's not, yeah. you know, if you ever go to Prague, you know, yeah. go there, I yeah. suggest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had, yeah. So after the wedding, like how long it took and then... Um, you've talked about the process already, so you don't need to talk about that. Yeah. And then, um, and and then your first time yeah. here. There, there, yeah. There is one other thing that I think um, mm. are you, is this stream that I should uh, mention. Yeah. All right. Which was um, about the wedding. Okay. So all that all happened after the wedding. So it was all good. It's all fine. And then we were sitting, I think, in a cafe somewhere, and the Ica said, "I've been, I've been thinking about this. Um, what I'm going to oh, do when, say, yeah. when I'm going to, when I come to England?" She said, "Really, I'm not. I don't think really best cut out to be a, a doctor. Um, I don't really think I've got the personality to do that in in the long term. So, I've decided I'm going to be an artist." <laughs> it so, was the evening after the marriage. Yeah, yes. that, that 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 sort of revelation was withheld from me until after the. So <laughs> rather than marrying, you know, a professional who probably earned yes. more than I would, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, well. I'm going to marry an artist who. Well, how do you put it? How do you put uh, it? Inco income stream is yeah. less predictable. Yeah, in Czech we call it artist with the bare bottom, which means absolutely no money. <laughs> bare bottomless, bare bottom yeah. artist. Yeah. Anyway, so Mark took it very well. So um, <laughs> because, another shock. <laughs> because I, I thought, you know, we're doing this somersault in my life, or about to do the somersault, moving to a different country. I'm going to go for all of it, and I felt that this is a chance to finally do what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, Mark really supported me. So early on, I knew from this reaction that he's, he's somebody who I can rely on, which is another reason why you, f you need to feel safe as well, especially going somewhere foreign. And to Mark's credit, he actually paid for my ceramic course because as a new citizen, I wasn't citizen straight away, of course. It so took six years, years or five years. Um, I didn't have any chance for any grant. There used to be grants at that time, but I d couldn't uh, couldn't get one. So we we had hardly any money. We were really poor, living in that flat on those pictures. No, we were lucky. And lucky, lucky. And lucky, Mark lucky, actually lucky paid for my ceramic course, so I could do. And I was so happy because I number one, I was discovering England, discovering London, traveling across from Hackney to Croydon, quite a long route through the whole London. 
and uh, doing subject I always wanted to do. And I actually did some clay uh, over before I came to England, you know, as a, as a sort of hobby. So it wasn't completely new topic for me. But this was just like amazing discovery and also helped me to learn the language faster because I was had to write essays and talk to students and and tutors and traveling and basically within a year I was I could understand people well you know I could understand the radio because it takes a time when you when I don't know if you ever lived in a foreign country but even if you speak the language is that's one thing if you speak but actually understanding people talking in their funny funny fuzzy way you know <laughs> and I remember sitting on a bus and I didn't understand a single word behind me people talking to each other and then slowly slowly I did mm. so it was like starting a new life and I I would recommend to everybody to to go and live abroad and try because you understand another nation you understand another completely different culture you start to understand all the context and all those things you need to know and you become a double person, you live two lives. Mm. So I just think that there are things to pace, things which are hard and I was lonely sometimes and I cried because I missed my mom and my dad and my sister. But you get so much from it, from this, this kind of a second life. So in a way I feel I've lived two lives mm. somehow or I had two kind of periods of being nothing and working myself up yeah. so amazing so my first year in England uh, I came over Mark luckily got this flat so we had somewhere to live and Mark had to work too I mean that that is completely yeah. different to how it was now I mean yeah. we bought this um really tatty flat <laughs> yeah um in in Hackney for 27,000 quid mm. you know can you imagine? So, and it was yeah. huge, this place. Yeah, yeah. Huge, enormous. Amazing, you know? that, yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, I, I was, I just started work as, a, as an architect. Um, I was getting quite a lot of money. I think I was getting £2,200 a year, right? <laughs> um, uh, and I could afford it. I mean, my parents gave me a few thousands, but not a huge amount. And we had our own place. Yeah. Which was great because we we could do it. Our, it was a lease, yes. We, you know, we took a mortgage, know. didn't we? Yeah, mortgage. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. mortgage. Obviously. We didn't have the cash, but yeah. No, yeah. but mm. you know, so mm. whereas now we've got three boys, none of them, although they're all um, have got degrees and you know can get have got good jobs, can get good jobs, mm. they can't they can't buy anything much. Mm. Any well anything to be honest. No. Especially you know London's out of the question. Mm. Um, so it's such a different world now. Mm. So we were able to do those things. It was, yeah. You know, when Yitka arrived, I just bought this. I mean, I think you were really genuinely shocked when we yeah, walked up yeah. on this place. Yeah, I know. It was, it was gloomy. Because but, you know, you can see the completely, potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can was, see the potential, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was shocking. But you, if you see, you know, the structure and the rooms, they're lovely. So it was yeah. all good. But for me, it was such a cultural shock to come to England because I've been, of course, I've been to England for that one week, two years ago. But actually living in Hackney and living in a normal part of London, not centre, you know, where you move as a tourist mostly. 
I I remember because there's so many different nations and colors and races and all those things were all kind of new to me in this quantity. So I remember standing just mm. by the window watching people outside, <laughs> you know, fascinated by. And uh, there's of course a huge amount of ethnic minorities, and I was also a different, you know, minority or not not English. So and I felt so welcomed. Because anybody asked me, because they could hear my accent, where I'm from, when I said it, they didn't know much where, where it was, to be honest. Those yeah. days, you know, when Czechoslovakia wasn't known. But they were all nice to me. There was a real yeah. feeling of being kind and nice. Mm -hmm. And nobody would ever looked at me in a really any bad way mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, so London's great. London's yeah. absolutely great. Maybe so I love that, yeah. Do you want to tell yeah. them about uh, Doris? Doris, uh, uh, yes, uh, my first friend. That's a lovely story. <laughs> I had, a, I had a, uh, we didn't have a washing machine. We didn't have anything really much. We had a cooker. And <laughs> there was the opposite. There was a laundrette across the street, which we used regularly for our washing. And it was my job, you know, I, I was at home. And I took it over. And the lady, Doris, she was an Irish elderly lady, really friendly. And she was a heavy smoker. And uh, so all the all the washing was beautifully folded, but it was infused, infused, <laughs> infused with the with the fumes of the cigarettes. But she was very friendly, and she was the first person, apart from Mark, who recognized me. So when I was passing the window, she would wave, and I remember thinking, <laughs> "Yes, there's first person in London who says hello to me," and it felt so special because if you knew to a huge city you know absolutely nobody. And I, I even couldn't find my way home because <laughs> it all looked the same, you know. I didn't know which bus stop to get off. I used to go over, you know, I just couldn't get off. And I used to just go on the buses and kind of watch the surroundings and the London. Absolutely loved it. It was mm. such a such a special time for mm. me. Very special. You know, a real lesson in life, again, you know, seeing all those people from all over the world living together. And those times, it felt good. Yeah, it just did. felt so good. Yeah. And I, I'm slightly worried, you know, when I'm hearing those other stories now. Because if, if England and London loses that, it loses one of the best assets it, it managed to get. The proper international outlook or attitude or acceptance. Mm. I think that would be tragic in my view. Because it would start to resemble the state I came from, you know, when you when you don't know and people are put against each other and there start to be a fear. Because that's what they want, don't they? Yeah. That's what the powerful people want if they are not decent. They want people to be against each because other. Yeah. For, divide and for divide, yeah. yeah. Mm. And so London, amazing. Yeah, studying, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Directly to Yitka, it would have been picked up and then she would never have got to France. Mm. But we and don't maybe. know that. It's well, assumption because then next year we were on letters and then they still let us to travel to Eastern Bloc. They yeah, let us to... We, we, you, you just don't yeah, know. They, they weren't stopping you. You could just yeah. go to the Eastern Bloc, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah. you didn't have but to... I mean, there's not 100% no, chance that it would happen, but there was this worry. And of course, they had to follow many people, maybe who were no. bigger fish, you know, to fry. Yeah. I was just a student. I was not an activist or dissident or anything. They would, no. they would worry because there were cases of dissidents who were openly fighting the system. 
and they were followed and they were even expelled or they had to move out of the country mm -hmm. because they were kind of pushed out, you know, they were so persecuted. They were the singers I used to follow, you know, we, as a young people living in a country which was, uh, there were many good things about that, you know, I don't want to say it was bad all the time, but there were this sort of, there was this resistance among young people. So we used to go to the concerts of the singers who were singing critical songs and, you know, you, there was this kind of slight adventure in it. Mm -hmm. So if you have in your life some kind of a guerrilla going on, you feel slightly kind of, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. So I feel sometimes kids nowadays, they don't have this. They have all this democracy, this freedom, but they feel bored. <laughs> so we had this, wow, the singer singing there, let's go. Mm. And we used to go to film club, which was screening all the Western films. There's only one in Brno. And we, all the students, you know, used to go there. So there was this feeling of, we, we can follow what's happening elsewhere. It's slightly forbidden, but not completely forbidden, you know. They couldn't completely stop the flow of culture and information. They were just limiting it, you know. And if you had a bit of a endurance, make yeah. an effort, you, you could do it. It wasn't yeah. completely locked military state. It was just not made easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So I On never demand. felt, I never felt really um, not free completely, but I just had to live with certain <laughs> in, uh, restrictions and go around, you know, and people learn how to go around. Every, every, every oppressed slightly system, people are very clever how to fight <laughs> it, you know, and they live within it and they feel they can trick it and they do, they mm. do. And then, of course, if they put me in front of the, uh, in, in a situation when they would knock on my door and said, do you know Mark Palmer? Okay, so, okay, if you want to see Mark Palmer again, you would have to do such and such, send us some information on such and such. I don't know what I would do. And I honestly cannot answer that question because I really don't know what I would do. If I would crack or if I would stay honest, you know, true to myself and say, I will not collaborate and I will uh, just lose Mark. And that's something in life which nobody wants to be in, in this situation when they put you just on a spot when you have a choice. And I luckily didn't have, didn't have that, which I feel. But we didn't also tell you that my father, and I learned that only a few years after I got married and I was living here, my father lost his job. And he lost it because he was working in a furniture industry for um, for government. Partly it was linked to government because they were planning. Because everything was linked. Everything was linked to government. And they called him on a on a carpet and they told him, "We've heard your daughter married a Westerner," so he did lose a job. And he was a like a vice director. He had a quite high yeah, position, job, yeah. you know. That's why he could travel to the Western countries because he was doing the business deals, mm. and. I think he'd heard him, but only three years after that, the whole country got turned upside down. Yeah. And, and he was, he, he was suddenly again. working again. They yeah. actually approached him, apologized to him. And so it was the government, you know, it was some kind of a party member. So yeah. government stopped his, uh, his job. I mean, that must have been a huge blow for yeah. him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. probably, he probably, he was, probably a real, was afraid. was a real worker. I mean, he yeah. was a... He's a workaholic, he yeah. Yeah, not in a bad way. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he literally used to get up at four o'clock in yeah, the morning and he was a real do stuff, you know. And but I mean... So, with, you, with you being from distinctly different cultures, and 
I suppose the way that you're describing it, everything against you in the beginning. Mm. Like how, how, so you've been together since nine, you got married in 1985? Yeah, 1985. No. Yeah. 85. 1985. <coughs> 1985, we got married. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry, yeah, I misheard yeah. you. So right. 1985. Mm. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Mm. What, what has it, despite your differences, like what is it that's kept you together? What things have, yeah. qualities, mm. what do you value in I don't, each other? I don't think the dif it's I don't think the places where we're different are the most important things, mm. most, most important I think the culture so, of Europe is very similar because yeah. I had all the Shakespeare, all the English writers, the French writers. We, we learned about all that about the past and everything. So my education is equal to any British education. So that culture, I wouldn't say so no. much. I felt we luckily both non-religious. We have a same political view leaning towards left. We also like buildings and architecture and art. And I think most of all, which I think I said to you already, is this feeling of I can rely on Mark and he also respects me. And whoever I am, he he accepted me as I am with all the everything really. Even with my change in a career, he accepted it and never kind of kick against it and never. And also, he liked my country I come from. Mm. That's important to me, and I really like England. So I really love England. So we both, yeah. you know, I'm not saying. I mean, Yuka said just mm. now that she'd lived two lives. Well, it's done the same for me as well, mm. in, the, in the opposite direction. You know, we we go to the Czech Republic often. Mm. You know, I speak a bit of the language, I understand a bit of the language, and I understand the country quite well. I think mm -hmm. now. Um, and, and we live just, there. We live there for it's just, three It's just so yeah. rich. It's just mm. so rich to have two yeah. two countries, which are, which they they are similar, but they're different. I mean, you know, there's 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 both sides. I mean, I, th I think the sense of humour, I think, is quite similar somehow. Mm. Czechs seem to laugh at the same things we laugh at, in, in yeah. if, if it's sensible to say that, you know. And I think sense of humour is definitely what saves yeah. a relationship, apart from communication. Yeah, like, Yuka always likes all of my jokes. Yeah, I really do like Mark's jokes. But what <laughs> we can do when there is an argument or problem, it, just to turn it into laughter and actually laugh at yourself, you know, mm. when you stupidly argue and, you know, that's the se secret to... Being able to carry on, no sulking, no, yeah. you know, no kind of silent households. You know, you you argue and then you laugh, mm. and carry on. So we luckily both like that because I had a first boyfriend who was very moody and he was sulking and I didn't understand why. And I remember one thing I knew: I didn't want a man who sulks, who just kind of uses this. This is like a power abuse, you know, when somebody just doesn't talk to you for two days and you've got no idea why <laughs> and it's something stupid and you, you kind of, even if you apologize and you beg you, that person is just upset, you know, and I just, this is such a waste of life. So I, that was one of the things I knew I wouldn't want and luckily I don't. I'm not a sulker. You're not a sulker. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you know. <laughs> Good job too. I know, I know. I know. I'll be sulking all the time. I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, Mark, once I wound, wound him up really badly and he got so angry, he smashed, he banged the table and he broke his wrist. So Broke it? Well, we haven't, yeah. haven't told it. Look, look, if oh. we're telling that story, let's please get it right. Okay. okay so okay. what it was, this is the... 
This is the biggest row we've ever had by quite a long way. Okay. And what it what it was was that I wanted Yitka to speak to me in Czech. Yeah. Only. Yeah. So that I would speak the language better. Because we I, lived over there for three years, and yeah. Mark was learning studying. I, I yeah. was trying to learn Czech. Now the the, the way the Czechs. Um, teach Czech, then I, I suspect now as well is they they're very grammatical and they make mm. it they make it really slow and Czechs are hor not horrible language. Czechs are very oh, difficult. Czechs are beautiful, beautiful, language. beautiful language, but very difficult. I mean, it's, it's a different group. So it's a different it's, harder, it's a different yeah. group. Slavonic you, group. Yeah. yeah, people who know these things mm. will tell you yeah. that's a hard language for an English. It's like Russian or Bulgarian. Yeah. It's got yeah. seven cases, mm. right? It's harder. Yeah. Each one of the cases, you have to change the endings of the words. So mm. that's really difficult. So, so if you go and try and learn Czech in Czech Republic, anyway, <laughs> they it's very grammatical, so it's very yeah. hard work. So mm. I said to you, look. I want you only to speak to me in Czech and I will try to respond to you in Czech and in that way I will learn the language because I was trying to work over there, you know, so I yeah. really needed to, to speak. And I, but I was going to all these lessons, which was okay, quite enjoyed that actually. And you could say, no, I'm not No, 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 it wasn't that simple because oh. whenever Mark was trying to speak to me in Czech, I couldn't understand him and he got <laughs> upset with me because I couldn't understand him so we ended up in a row about I said well, I don't understand why don't you understand so it was well, just I'll a go, stressful I tell it we'll, we'll tell you the we'll, I'll tell you the alarm clock story in a minute oh, right that's a really old goal, so, no. so so no, no, I so said I, no you must do it. you must you, you must teach me no too. no hang on hang on so <laughs> so I said no you you must you, you know we must do this you must speak to me in Czech and I will talk to you and you wouldn't do it. I think the main reason wasn't what you it said. It was about you said, the kids. No, 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 no. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe that's too. But it, mm. I thought it was that you um, would think I would begin to think I was stupid because I couldn't express oh, myself. No, no. All oh, right, no, okay. No, well, no, I don't even that. understand. But it. also, we were bringing up kids bilingually. Yeah. And there was a rule in our family that I yeah. speak Czech, Mark speaks in English. English, and that would upset the system. Yeah. Because the kids, they're very clever yeah. and they they used to you. They always speak to me in Czech and they always speak to yeah. Mark in English, even now when they bake. Yeah. So, and that would upset the system it because would, they yeah. would stop understand who speak to yeah. how. They were quite small then. So, so anyway, yeah. we, anyway this, this row this went on for quite yeah. a long time. Mm. And at one stage, I, we were sitting at a table. I, I, I hit the table. Yeah, um, not me. Yeah, not you. Yeah, no, that was I good. Yeah, <laughs> very hard. <laughs> very I, hard. I broke this bone. I can still feel it. I yeah. broke this bone in my hand. Mm. So, <laughs> ended up so in hospital, yeah. had, I had to go to hospital, and uh, luckily Yick, a new a young doctor there, we went to see him there, and explained it to him, and he went, <laughs> and uh, well, he couldn't issue. do much. He just no. had to yeah. heal, which took a long time. It was very painful, actually. Mm. Anyway, so I, mean, I, I've, we, no, I've never been forgiven for that. No, 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 no. no. But, uh, it, but it's a matter of it's it's a laughing matter now because yeah. it's all all okay. Yeah, but it's it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I think it's different in different stages, and often we, we yeah, yeah. I think love feels differently in different stages. I think it feels like sparks or or heat or something very hot and cold and intense to start with, 
and then it, as it goes through the process, I think it gets into a steady light in a way, which means that you, you are in light, you're not alone, you're not afraid. And I think it's about friendship and respect to, to carry on. So, and of course, there's things like habit and being used to with somebody comes to it too. And it's hard to actually peel it off. But overall, and also if you look at somebody still, you, you, you don't feel sort of revolt, you know, you can actually <laughs> look at somebody you next to and occasionally feel something nice. <laughs> occasionally, anyway, not every day. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I must say that sometimes you don't realize it, but my sister's son, who is 20, he told me once, you know, I really like you and Mark. You sometimes still look at each other like you really like each other. <laughs> so did he say that? He did say that. So that's, that's enough, you know. Of course, you, people annoy each other, you know, you get annoyed. But I think the humor really helps because it l makes it lighter, you know, and we often get upset about yeah. things. Yeah, likes the humor, but she doesn't like it when I laugh. She always No, no, no. Me. Mark always laughs in the wrong places, but that's all right. I mean, <laughs> it's okay, yeah. I think we still share our values as well. We haven't mm. changed, which I think is important, isn't it? Yeah. We, we, yeah. we keep. No, true. Yeah. We, we still see the life similarly, you know. We haven't yeah. moved. One of us haven't moved into Left some or right different or kind of. Or something, yeah. Uh, outlook, let's say, or yeah. something, yeah. No. P possibly mm. the other way a bit, I don't know, maybe. Mm. I think we also, yeah. you, you also got used to each other more, some ways, and compromised more. And I'm really grateful that he likes my country. Because I think that that is also not automatic. You know, people can pretend they love it to start with when they're catching the bird. And then later they don't want <laughs> to go over. Yeah. They just don't want to go. My sister married a Swedish man and he never was so comfortable in Czech Republic because he... Well, neither of them. She married, no, she married she, a Greek she, man she, yeah. well he, Because he like they, they just didn't find it interesting. I think Mark genuinely, I hope, at least yeah. how I see it, he genuinely likes to go over and yeah. enjoys it. So, yeah. and we are known in a village where my cottage yeah, is as this sort of mad English yeah. family with this mad English man, you know, yeah. and the kids and yeah. oh, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Do you want the alarm clock story or do you not want the alarm oh, clock story? Is I that think, funny? Oh, I think it's a, just leave it. Just leave it. Okay. That's a language story. I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah, you can tell you later. <laughs> and what is love for you, Mark? Eh? Oh, God. I knew I was hoping to get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <sighs> well, I agree with you. Yeah, oh, you agree with me. <laughs> yeah. This is the secret. Mark agrees with all what I say. All right? <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Now we go to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. I say, and Mark agrees, yeah. Yeah. until he doesn't, all right, yeah, and until... then he breaks his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Yitka and Mark for sharing their incredible an epic love story of finding love during the Cold War when neither one of them was actually looking for it. 
This is such an interesting story for me because as a child growing up in the 80s, I remember seeing the news reports about the Cold War and I really had no connection or real understanding of how it affected real people. So, you know, this story was a real eye-opener for me and I hope it was for all of you as well listening. It's a story of fate and commitment and taking a chance on how you feel about somebody despite not knowing them very well and just trusting your instincts. I loved the slow build of their relationship and the misunderstandings because of different languages that they spoke and writing letters and committing to each other despite all of the difficulties and obstacles that lay in their path including their families being resistant to the idea of them being together and also the danger of Yitka being watched by the secret police and potentially being asked to collaborate with her and and spy and that kind of thing and she's right when she says whenever you put effort and hard work into something it adds value and it does make you think about whether you want it or not and um I think we can learn something from this, which is maybe slow and steady wins the race. Take your time when getting to know somebody and allow it to grow organically. I found it absolutely fantastic that they decided that their wedding was for them, that they um, just decided that actually we're not going to give in to family pressure of formality of a ceremony for the family we're going to do something for us and um, I think with what's happening during you know what's been happening with weddings during the COVID-19 pandemic as well and the reduction of wedding guests I think maybe this is an interesting question to ask who are weddings actually for um, I've done so many projects about weddings and you know the couples always say to me Everyone else had a great time, but we didn't. So yeah, maybe it's a time to ask the question, who is it actually for and who do you want to be there? And do you want it to be just the two of you to have your own experience? One of the things I absolutely observed about Yitka and Mark is how much they love and respect each other with the way that they look at each other and they, and they communicate. And they laughed a lot. Um, and actually, this is chiming with all of the stories that I have uh, gathered and the interviews that I have done how much the couples like to laugh and just joke around with each other so our sense of humor is absolutely important and I loved what she said when she said that you should turn an argument or or a problem into laughter you know don't sulk about it don't have a silent household just kind of argue and laugh and get over it and I found it very poignant when they said that they both feel like they've lived two lives by being in this uh, marriage with each other and uh, marrying into different cultures and backgrounds. And um, I also think it was so heartwarming that, well, Yitka announced that she was going not going to be a doctor and was going to be now an artist. And um, Mark fully supported her. I think when you're in a relationship and you want to do something new, it's absolutely priceless to have your partner support you in this way. And uh, it was really heartwarming to hear that he completely supported Yitka's dream of being an artist. And uh, yeah, it's it's good to know that that kind of support is out there with the right relationship. So that's what I think. And I would love to hear what you guys at home have to say. So please email me at wefoundloveinthe80s at gmail.com with your thoughts, comments, criticisms or any ideas for the podcast or maybe you found love in the 80s and you have a story to tell so please do get in touch. Next week we meet Alex and Ayan and they met at Leicester Polytechnic in the 1980s and now live in Watford. 
Alex and Ayan had been told to look out for each other by mutual friends at university and it turned out that they lived across the road from each other. Isn't that fantastic? So Alex uh, would pretend to go over to Ayan's house whose flatmate was on the same course as him. He wanted to borrow her book, apparently. Uh, but secretly, he wanted to see Ayan. And uh, it took them several years to be together and you can hear all about their story in the next episode. I'm Dewinda Bansal and this has been We Found Love in the 80s. See you next time. <laughs>